Welcome to the Filmological Society, brought to you by Redacted Media and 6-5 Media. In today's episode, we count down the 100 greatest comedies according to the BBC. And now, here are your hosts, Chris Scholes and Chad Halverson. Welcome to another podisode of the Filmological Society, The Countdown Show, where we are counting down the top 100 comedies of all time according to the BBC. I am one of your hosts. I am Chris Scholes, and with me, as always, is Chad Halverson. Hello, Chad. How are you? Hi, Chris. I am doing okay. Doing okay. How are you? All right. Well, that's good. That's that's on the positive side. Okay. I feel like okay is kind of like middle. Yeah, it, it is, but it's it's just, half empty, half full. Just you know? to the, it's like fifty one percent. I mean, if you I said guess. I'm doing all right. That's like 49%. Like they're, they're very similar. They're just okay, right in okay. there. That's, that's how I view it. It's a scale. It's a scale. Uh, so here today, we are counting down. We are in, we're in smack dab the middle third of our list here. We've been doing this for so long. We have been. We have been. But we are. 41. 41. And this is the second longest title of a film to ever be nominated for any Oscar. What was the I don't know, first but I know that this oh. was the second one. That's the only thing that well, matters. Don't come at me with your movie facts if you're not going to, like, do all the research. Back it up. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to state things and not, not have anything. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll find that out eventually, I'm sure. Uh, let's see. Our reader, our, our listeners can uh, put it in the comments. And we're on Stitcher now. We're on all these different places that people can find podcasts. So, um, yeah, interact with us, interact people. With us, yes. So this film, number forty-one, came out in two thousand six, directed by Larry Charles. It is Borat: Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. <laughs> or Borat. I, I like. I mean, I was man. I wasn't working at the theater when this came out, so I didn't. I didn't get the chance to, you know, see it a thousand times in the theater mm-hmm. like I used to with a bunch of films that came out earlier in the two thousands. But man, do you remember when this movie came out and how big of a deal it was? I, I do. So I, I will say, like, I wasn't at the time. I wasn't a big Sasha Baron Cohen fan because this is a Sasha Baron Cohen film. Um, this was, I think, maybe his second film. I'm not sure if he had. Yeah, didn't he do an Ali G one before that? And he had uh, was an MTV or or HBO. He had a show, and that's Uh, where Ali G show. Yeah, that's where a lot of these characters came from. And um, I was not really a fan. Um, I'll admit I didn't really watch it at all. But from what I saw, I wasn't really a fan of his. for whatever reason. I mean, maybe it's just like the Ali G and just, you know, I'm like, eh, that doesn't really do it for me. But, um, yeah, um, I remember when it came out because I remember everyone. This is like, uh, this is like Halloween for the next 10 years, For the next 10 years, people quoting it, uh, you know, it's a nice high five, high five. 
my wife. Yeah, like, like it was very Austin Powers, like the power of oh, quoting oh, that came geez. from this that almost like ruined like anything for this film. And, and now remember, this is post 9-11 pre-COVID. Yes. So there were still water coolers and we were still going to work. And we were still high fiving. <laughs> and we were still high fiving yes. with no masks. No masks at all. <laughs> Uh, that that film came out after that was the follow up. So there was the, the a sequel. Yeah, and we'll talk about uh, the sequel. Good. Um, but yeah, so I I do remember watching this film. Um, I did not see it in the theaters. I watched it later just because it you know it had. How uh, could you not? Yeah, it was so, so it was tough. so in the zeitgeist yep. that year. So I, I I had to see it and I I watched it and I I enjoyed it, but. I will say, like, my mind, I was, um, you know, this came out 2006, so I was, you know, in my 20s, and it was just in a different place for me, and, and so, like, watching it then versus watching it now, or, or you know, in the 10 years, or whatever, like, it's, See, this- it's, it hits a lot harder, like, it's, it's a much better crafted film, and I have much more respect for Sasha Baron Cohen. And mm-hmm. what he can do, like, it's crazy to me that he can commit this far into a character. Yeah, because some of these some of these scenes are set up like they're traditional. Hey, we hired actors, blah, blah, blah. But the stuff that's like interacting with the crowd when he goes out and sings the Kazaki, the Kazakhstan national, national anthem, anthem talking about to potassium he, like. That's a real reaction from a bunch of rednecks in Texas. Yeah. And it did like when this film came out, there were well, there were a lot of rumors, I remember, but there were a lot of stories, yeah. you know, of him getting sued by these people like uh, the the kids on the, the, the trailer. Coach. Yeah. Yeah. They they tried suing him. Oh, yeah. Even Everyone though, tried suing him because <laughs> like, oh, like, hey, you made me look bad. Yeah. Yeah. You made people think I was racist and stupid. Even though I totally am. Yeah. Because, yeah. So he was, the police were called on him 99, 92 times. On this film alone? Yeah, during the production of this film. Holy shit. And there was was (laughs) even an FBI team assigned to Sasha Baron Cohen during the filming. Because of all the calls and reports of a Middle Eastern man traveling the Midwest in an ice cream truck. <laughs> so he had his own FBI team assigned to him. Uh, and I know there's there, I know there's a ton of uh, behind the scenes stuff with this. The one thing I do remember, this is without looking up yeah. facts about this film. That's how much I like this film. Uh, they're not speaking uh Kazakhstan no. language they're speaking Yiddish well he is yeah he well him and uh his partner well, his uh, partner the is speaking Armenian is he yes oh my god yeah he's, oh. he's speaking Armenian because that's that's his natural. and they're literally just speaking gibberish to each other yep. and then they throw in captions yep oh my god yeah there were Fucking... so there were only four actors in this film <laughs> that knew what was going on. Everyone yes. else. So you had the the two. You had uh, Borat and Azimat, his uh, agent, I guess. 
And then you had uh, Luanel, the prostitute, mm-hmm. and Pamela Anderson. Those were the only four people yes. in this film that knew what was going on. Credit to Pam Anderson for like committing to that. Committing cause... to it, not telling her bodyguards. No. Who beat him and tossed yep. him to the ground pretty hard. The reaction from it must have been either an employee at it was a version record store. This is how old this movie yeah. is. <laughs> it was either somebody that worked there or maybe like a personal assistant. And when he puts the bag over her yeah. and tackles her, she does a double take like a, I don't believe it. She looks away and looks back like, oh, no. And, oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my yeah, lot, God. Yeah. I, I give, so so this film, let's just go through the um, let me go through the plot quick together and then and then we'll take a break. Um, so this film, um, Balrat is a journalist from Kazakhstan, one of the more successful ones. He has he shows off his village, but he's given the assignment to go to America and to um, um, basically, I think his initial assignment was to go to New York. J- yeah, they were supposed to go York. to New York and just learn about being American. Yep. And then he falls in love with Pam Anderson and decides we should we need to go to Los Angeles. So, yeah, they they turn it into this road trip to go across America and, you know, really get into the meat and potatoes of what it's like being American. He learns how to drive. He learns uh, comedy etiquette. For, yeah, comedy. He learns etiquette for going to a dinner party. But all these things he's as Borat. He's playing a person that is supposed to basically uh, our presumption of what a foreigner looks like and how a foreigner would act. Well, that's what he's doing. Yeah. And it's 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 post 9-11. So the anti-Muslim movement in America was at its strongest. And um, he's, you know, not from a muslim country i don't believe but he he is in the area of you know kazakhstan is is um formerly part of the ussr but it it borders on it's close to the middle east so you know it's you know and people people assume if it ends in stan yeah that it's in the middle east and, even though this is central asia yep and and you know um uh, you know, and and people assume if they look a certain way that they're, they're they're Muslim. Yes. And you know, so and that's brought up into the film too, where someone is is talking to Borat and saying, "You need to shave your mustache. You look like one of those Muslims," and like everyone hates you yeah. here because of how you look. And again, this isn't a scripted moment in the movie. This is a real person. Talking to what he thinks is, you know, a Middle Eastern guy. And he's like, you know, hey, if you want to be American, shave that shit off. You know, terrorists do that. And it's yeah. it's it, and this is weird. I, I don't know how many films we've had on this list where we've. It, it, I mean, we haven't had any films like this on the no. on the comedy list, have we? No, no, this, the, it, this is this is like commitment to a role. um and, you know, this is this is like at the edge, the very far edge of like what improv can do if you become this committed to a role. True. And it's and it's not 
it, it's funny because it's true and it's sad. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it, it, you're not you're not laughing out loud funny because I mean you are because Borat can be goofy, but like you're laughing awkwardly at the reactions of you know people that are supposed to be a part of my country, and it's sad. It's funny. It's you know it makes you angry. It's 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 a it's weird. It's an awkward comedy because of that. Like yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. I, and I think that's one reason why when I first watched it, I, I didn't like it as much because it was awkward. There were definitely parts that were funny when I watched it um, the first time. But um, but there were more parts that it's like, oh, you kind of, you know, that's not really nice to those people or uh, I, don't, I don't like that. Like, I'm not a big fan of like, um, um, like practical jokes that just go too far that they're really not funny anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just, they're just embarrassing the person and they have to laugh or else they're going to be laughed at even more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I watch it, I'm like, ah, he's kind of doing that, but really he's not, he's just getting people comfortable and getting people talking to him. And they're just saying what's, what's, uh, what they really think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I going back to the people that tried suing him. I don't remember if anybody actually successfully got a lawsuit, you know, anywhere near a judge. But like, he was just he was acting as a character. Yeah, and people perceived it to be real, so their emotions and the reactions are real. So, and you can't sit there and tell me, well, like, oh, well, he he tricked me. It's like, no, he didn't trick you. Like, this is who you are. Yep. And and then and you signed yeah, a waiver. Yeah. Also, you signed a fucking waiver. You yeah. signed a waiver. Uh, I will say when this came out, I, I was I wasn't on the train where I like quoted this movie all the time mm-hmm. because that that happened real quick. Within like two weeks, everybody was saying nice. Mm-hmm. So. I knew that was annoying right away, yeah. but I, I appreciated this movie because it was 2006. I was very heavily anti George Bush at this point mm-hmm. in my life. Um, seems to be a cool guy now for some reason to some people does a lot of art anyways. Uh, and I, I was already going through my, cause I, I grew up in a, uh, medium, small town, not small town, just like a smaller area, not in the metro area. Around Catholics, around people who would act like this if Borat came to my town. Yeah. So it, it, it not that this movie like converted me into a super liberal or whatever, but it was just nice to see like, oh, man, I know people who are like this and would totally fall for this shit. It, it was. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Let me can I take that back real quick? They would fall for this. Yes. It it um. It was very. It's very eye opening, right? Because it's it's a very uncomfortable look at America, and it's not an American that is criticizing Americans or even a foreigner that's criticizing Americans. It is. Americans saying what's on their mind, just regular old Americans. So it's not even uh, 
you know, we're not looking at George Bush or we're not looking at the, the leaders. There were some politicians that were in here. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's just, uh, you know, just kind of a, a opening up the curtains on America. Um, let's. Um, I was gonna say, should we take a break? Yeah, let's let's take a break, and I, I think we should dive into this a little bit more. Sure. How would how would Borat go to a commercial? Uh, how would he how would you say commercial? it? You have an idea? Uh. Uh, tell me, tell me, Borat, we gotta go to commercial. Hey, hey, Borat, we have to go to commercial. Oh, it's nice. See, it works for everything. Psst, hey, you, come over here. Uh, who, me? Yeah, you. Okay. Hey, do you like Zelda? Yeah, I like Zelda. Who oh. doesn't? Oh, yeah? You like video games? Yeah, I dabble. I play them, yeah. Yeah. Do you like listening to people talk about video games? Of course I like listening to people. Who reads anymore? Well, 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 buddy, do I got a podcast for you. It's called Fan Fiction, you know, with an X. Oh. And you can find it on all your major podcast distributors. That sounds amazing. Oh, buddy, you have no idea. One question, though. Why are you in my room? Jake, have you ever been looking for a definitive Nintendo ranking and can't seem to find it because it's just everybody's own opinion? Honestly, all the time, Sam. Well, I'm looking for someone to give us the answers. Wait, you mean like a podcast made by two young, handsome men where they create a definitive top five list of all things Nintendo? Should we just do it ourselves? Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Let's give it a shot. I'm Sam. And I'm Jake. And And at Top 5 Nintendo, Nintendo, I'm going to give you my top five list. And I'm going to give you my top five list. And then we're going to duke it out and see what the real top five is. All right, and we're back. So let's let's dive into this a little bit more. I I really thought, um, and this goes to what you were just talking about before break, but... Yeah, it's it's really and uh, you know if you really break this film down, it's a uh, it's a very uncomfortable analysis of who we were as a country or who part of us were as a country in in two thousand six. The the bus trip that or the trip that Boris took because most of it was done in a uh, dilapidated ice cream truck <laughs> was from New York down to D.C. And then he kind of went through the Carolinas. He went through Georgia, Louisiana, the the Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Texas, um, through. So he's hitting the Deep South, basically. <laughs> Not America, America. Yeah, the very Deep South. And you know, at the time, we had a, a, a you know a, a Texan that was our president in George W. Bush. And, um, you know, again, this is post 9-11, so the anti-Islamic hate is, is, is high. And, yeah, it's, it's just, you get the different look. So he, he, you know, when he's in New York, he does kind of do things like he, he doesn't just, he's not just poking one type of bear. He's not just poking the the elephants. He's poking the donkeys as well. He meets with a bunch of feminists 
in New York. <laughs> it's it's so like it's uncomfortable to watch if you if I was watching that and I didn't know Borat was a character, yeah. I would be offended too. Oh yeah. But but knowing that he's playing a bit and he's like literally pushing the buttons he knows that are gonna piss him off. Yep. One woman like walks out, it's like, like and, and this is not uncommon. Yeah, we're done. Like we're done. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and only one of the like uh out of the three women, uh one of them would she's like, Yeah, I'd recommend everyone to watch this film. The other two wouldn't even watch it. Which well, which is fine. I mean, I, yeah, if I was in their place, I would be offended, but um but I think the you know, when really looking down to it, like he wasn't he was pushing things that people in this country and around the world actually believe like, oh, you know, men's brains are bigger than women's, so that's why that's why men are smarter than than well, women and and like those things that used to be pushed that pe- some people still believe and it's still out yeah. there which is crazy well and i i feel like comedy comedy is really well or works really well with politics in my opinion yeah. it's like one of my favorite things yeah but they're not mutually exclusive to being democrat democrat republican left right libtard right republican redneck you know it's if you can if you can make fun of one side, you can make fun of the other. Yep. And the fact that he did that, knowing exactly how they probably were going to react. I still love like the one that probably said that she recommended it. Like she at least tried yeah. to sit there and explain instead of the other two who are rightfully so hostile. You know, like I can't blame him for being mad. Oh, yeah. That he was acting like that. But um, the. I'm trying to think of another instance. Oh yeah, the 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 dinner party. They keep cutting back and forth between Borat talking to uh, a specialist. An, it's always an like him, consultant. an etiquette consultant. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's like, "Well, can I? Should I bring photos of my family?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, that'd be nice." And he's like, "Well, can I bring photos of my? You know?" And he pulls out this photo of his son. And, you know, a picture of them together and it's really nice. And then he pulls out the next one and it's him pointing at his dick. And he's like super proud of it. And it's a Polaroid. And, you know, you see her like, oh, well, I, you know, I maybe wouldn't show that one. Maybe you should just keep the photos at home. He always will cross a line. Yep. And then most of the time people will be like, okay, maybe don't do that. Like it, it's that Midwestern nice is what I call it, where it's like, okay, I, I, I appreciate the enthusiasm but let's not take it that far, you know? And it's, it's just a bunch of moments like that. And then eventually it boils over to where people either figure out what's going on or they get so angry because they think it's real that the, apparently the cops are called 90 sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it's just, I, I mean, I know that many of the cameras were hidden. So like you may know, um, yeah, you may know that that you know there's some filming going on if you see all these camera people and all these production staff and all that. Mm-hmm. But most of the time it's hidden cameras that are are being used for this film. And there's there's not the whole crew there. There's not everyone else there that that is uh 
uh, um, to, to set it off. So, yeah. So you see a, a, a weird looking guy in a mustache driving a, an ice cream truck. An unmarked. An unmarked ice cream truck. Ice cream truck. <laughs> like, it doesn't get any more creepy than that, especially in America. Yeah. And, and I, I like the. Yeah. So. So. This film was also criticized for, um, at first, for being anti-Semitic mm-hmm. because there's a lot of, um, um, it, you know. All right. For a setup in the beginning yeah. where he talks about, like, you know, Kazakhstan and what he does there, they show clips of him. Uh, so Spain has running of the bulls. Yeah. So in Kazakhstan, in this version, they have running of the Jew. Yep. And again, you laugh at it because he's being so overtly racist and awful with it. You're laughing at the absurdity of it. But yeah, I mean, it's racist. But in the context of the film, this white man, cis white man thinks that it's funny because they're pointing out how, you know, dense and obtuse Borat's character is supposed to be. They yeah, and there's also a scene where they stay at at a bed and breakfast of a very nice. Oh, that couple! I love couple. I, that scene. Every time I watch that scene, they're adorable. Yeah, and and you know, there's like this nice little shot when they find out that they're Jewish, and uh, you know, both uh, Borat and Asimov are like, oh, 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 and they're they're being very careful what they eat. Because they think it's going to be poisoned, and yep. and at at night they're throwing money at uh, a shadow from a cat, and they run out. Um, but also, Sasha Baron Cohen was raised, you know, he's raised Jewish. Mm-hmm. Um, his mother is from Israel. Yep. Uh, so, so I mean, in in some regards, like that's, you know, a, you know like Mel Brooks would have a lot of. Uh, humor about being Jewish or about the Jewish people, Gentiles and Jews, yeah, yeah in, totally. In his movies, and I, I think he was able to, you know, do that because he's Jewish, and I, you know, you know, does does because uh, in the end, it's they're not. It's it's the concepts that Borat and Asimov and others have about Jewish people. That are wrong. The Jewish people themselves obviously aren't doing anything wrong. And at the end of the film, they got rid of the running of uh, the running Jews. of the Jew. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're civilized now. Well, and it's 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 also a parallel to the film itself where Borat's going around trying to learn how to be American and people are assuming things about him. Yep being a Muslim, even though he isn't, or, you know, he's a terrorist, even though he isn't, he's dense and he's racist and he's sexist, but the movie just showed me. So are we. So, yeah. Yeah. It it puts a big mirror to America. Um, I, I always like those types of movies. Yeah. I mean, and again, they're, to me, they're very uncomfortable. Uh, Which is supposed to be, but they're supposed to be. I mean, we're you know, no, nobody's perfect. We're not a perfect country. We're you know, we're we're and no country no is country like is. that. That should no. be said too. Like you know, it's not like America invented slavery and racism. <clears throat> Europe, right. Western Europe. 
I mean, and even before them, they didn't even, uh, you know, it's, it's been around. It's always been for, yeah. And it's, it's just, yeah. When you see a film like this and it, it really can, um, open eyes, hopefully get discussion going more than just, you know, it's nice and quoting (laughs) it. Or, or the people are like, oh, this is just trash and he's, you know, being racist or, hey, we're being made fun of. It's like, no, like, come on. Well, and, and, and you know, I and I, I think um, one of the problems with a film like this, though, too, is that people learn the wrong lessons. It's it's kind of like Fight Club. Yeah. Or, or, or uh, freaking um, what it's one I always hate. Uh, uh, Tony Montana. Uh, Scarface like you know these are all great movies but Scarface isn't about like hoarding all the cocaine and killing people and going into the the mafia life like it's a gritty story about the rise and fall it's about a guy and his (laughs) little friends yeah you know say hello to them yes they're very nice very kind friends but yeah these people can definitely take the wrong thing from any movie i would argue oh but. A- absolutely and i and i think that that can happen <laughs> with this if people are quoting it too much and they're quoting the the wrong parts um and, and that's why i like the the practical joke movie it's there there isn't necessarily lessons to be learned in that it's just you're kind of making fun of somebody in a situation yeah and if that's what people are going into this film thinking it's about um I, I think they'll be um, I, I, I do think that they are uh, very, very wrong in that case. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So this film is banned in many countries, including uh, most of the Middle East. Nice. Uh, I think Lebanon is one of the uh, few countries that that played it. Um, most of the other uh, Middle Eastern countries have have uh, banned it. What about Uzbekistan and Kyrgyzstan? Like, what do they think of it? <laughs> you didn't look up those facts, did you, Chris? Um, did you even look up Turkmenistan? I, I will say that the the uh, countries and the cultures that are around that country they they were not comfortable with this film either. They were not happy they tried at first. Suing through Germany to get the film. That's right. But didn't he, he went back and tried to smooth it over? Didn't he? Did he? yeah. I think he went back to Kazakhstan and and did some things to, to try to make it better. The most uncomfortable part, though, is that the at the end of the film they have the uh, a fake national anthem that plays at the over the end yeah Kazakhstan Kazakhstan number one importer Which, of potassium I, you know I'm not sure if people are looking it up on YouTube or whatever and finding it but there were there have been a couple like Olympic level events where that song has been played <laughs> yes and the the organizers <laughs> not knowing that oh that's not I thought that was your oh. I thought that was it God, I. This movie, we haven't talked about the sequel yet. No, but no, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. I. I love how this movie is still affecting <laughs> the world. 
like not in major ways like it did when it first came out, but it's still like the fact that the that fake anthem gets played at sporting events because people are too. I mean, I shouldn't say too stupid. Like you can go on the internet, like, hey, what's the Kazakhstan national anthem? Yeah, and I'm sure some troll out there has tagged it that way. Oh, you I'm know? sure. I mean, I'm yeah. You know, even for I'm, I'm you know, maybe even uh, the the crew for this film did that. You know, <laughs> true. So true. I will say. So here's a review from a Kazakhi uh, tabloid newspaper called the Caravan. Is this from when it came out? From 2006. Yeah. Okay. Um. Um, they said it was the best film of the year. Um, a reviewer saw it in Vienna because it wasn't played in their country. And the paper mm-hmm. said it's certainly not an anti-Kazakh or Kazakh film, anti-Romanian film, or anti-Semitic film, but rather cruelly anti-American, amazingly funny and sad at the same time. Yeah. It's... It's exactly what it is because, I mean, yeah, they they set up like Borat's from this really small town, what we would consider probably in America a shithole. Sorry. What we in America would probably consider not to be the best place to live. Yes. Um, I mean, the the president called some countries that former president called some countries. former president. So I I think it's you can say that word now. I can okay, okay. I wasn't sure. I'm again. I'm trying to yep. six five. I'm trying to tone it down a bit, but uh, you know, it's set up that he comes from a place that you know. It's a little backwards. Well, I would never live there. Yeah, it's a little yeah. backwards. His sister is the second best whore in all town. Yeah, he has a jealous neighbor. Yep. <laughs> he, yeah, I get cluck radio. He can the, the four cluck radio. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing Borat impressions again. Like it's hard not to when you watch it. It's hard it because not to. He, he really is an, an infectious character. So that that town, by the way, is is in Romania. It's, okay. it's called Glod, Romania, and they actually also took legal action against the film for how they were, like we want more money. Well, they were also portrayed as being incestuous and ignorant and. Um, um, some said they were only paid about a dollar twenty-eight for their part. Yeah. Um, well, others said it was more like seventy to a hundred dollars, which still didn't I mean, cover their expenses. But they were seeking thirty-eight million in damages, which had they won, even in two thousand six, that would have helped that town out. Yeah, yeah, no shit. Um. I'm wondering if he I don't know. He seems like the type of guy that especially after how this movie blew up. I wonder if there was something settled, you know, out of court like, hey, sorry, here's here's some money, you know, and I don't know how often even if releases. I I imagine this happens a lot for films similar to this where it's low budget films where you're just going out and you're getting people to sign releases and all that. And all of a sudden it's a huge hit. Mm-hmm. People are like, I should get some of that, even though they signed a release. Yeah, I would assume the producers on here had their stuff together. I, Jay Roach produced, helped produce this. Uh, Dan Mazer, like, well, these are names like I didn't know at the time, but watching the credits, I'm like, oh, I know these people. Well, and it's a Fox uh, film, so Fox, you know, they're gonna, they know how to protect themselves from lawsuits. 
Um, being that they are a very big movie studio at the time, they've since been purchased by the movie studio and television studio have been purchased by Disney since this came out. So Borat so Disney Borat's in the, the Disney universe. Yeah, he is. He, and the film right now is on Hulu. It's on Hulu. It's part of Hulu, which yeah, is, it is. Which is, that's how I watched yep, it, which is all of, uh, basically all the Disney films where they can't put them on Disney plus cause they're R rated. Yeah. So. <laughs> which, which is weird. Cause I, when I last watched this, I watched it before the sequel came out mm-hmm. and it was on Amazon. And then I went there to watch it this time and they moved. It. I'm like, Oh man, don't tell me. This is a movie I had on DVD. Yeah. And I watched a bunch of times. Don't tell me I have to pay for a movie that I paid for 15 years ago, but Luckily, Hulu had it. Yeah. So Borat could be an Avengers, what you're saying. You could, yeah, like in the Deadpool level, because a little bit grittier. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He couldn't uh, He couldn't be the PG-13. No. No, no he couldn't be. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, and, and there were some uh, deleted scenes from this film. I probably watched them years ago. Yeah, so some of them were very hard to find. Like you had to, on the DVD... You had to put in, um, go through the menu in a certain way to find them. Yep. And sometimes yep. they would yell at you for being, being a gypsy or Nosy. Being, being something <laughs> like, like, and, and doing things. So there was one where, um, you know, he was, he, you know, they're trying to protect themselves from, from, uh, from the Jews. So they, they got a bear. But they're also trying to get. They also tried to get a dog, adopt a dog that would protect them from Jews. Mm-hmm. Um, there were scenes of uh, uh, different police actions, interactions. interactions. Oh, I bet there's a lot of them. Yep. And uh, those all had to be taken out because uh, um, once they found out it was a satire film, a lot of like the the prisons or police were like, "No, we we're not going to release that." Yeah. Uh, one thing I did notice, and I've watched this movie a bunch of times mm-hmm. in my youth, mm-hmm. when Borat gets to California and meets Asimov and they go back to his hotel, yeah. he opens the fridge yes. and the bear's head is in the yes. fridge. And I never noticed that before. I, I, I love that. I laughed out loud. I was like, oh, <laughs> Asimov probably got hungry on his way to California. Yeah. Yeah, I I I love that little bit of just it, it, yeah. It was never like nobody says anything. Like nobody talks about what happened to the bear. The bear's just gone. Yep. And you I know, never Asimov thought of it took back the bear. Then. Yeah. God. Yeah. Um. So the, there there were some scenes too that I remember seeing on the um on the trailers. Mm-hmm. So like where where uh, Borat is at is at a grocery store. He's asking. Um, he keeps asking where the cheese section is. And the owner's pointing to like the big, huge American wall of cheese and saying, that's cheese. And like, no, no, where's the cheese section? Just the cheese. Um, yeah. And, and the, there is a rodeo scene that's in the film, but they don't show the, um, Basically, the uh, uh, them like basically Sasha Baron Cohen running for his life afterward. Yeah, because uh, yeah, they didn't they didn't like his version of uh, 
he's saying the American, oh, he's saying the Kazaki national anthem that he made up um, in the style of the American uh, national anthem song. So to the tune. And that did not go over too well with the rodeo crowd. You think it would. You, you, like, rodeo crowds love improv. Yeah. Yeah, you would think so. All right. So let me ask you a couple of things. So of this one, what what was your favorite scene? Um, I'd, I'd still say the, the, the whole interaction between him and the bros mm-hmm. uh, in the RV. Because when that came out, that was around my age. And I knew... You knew bros like, like that. that. And like, that was, that was the moment where I'm like, Oh, I know I went to high school with a few of these guys, like type situation. Like that one guy that's like kept telling, uh, Borat, you know, don't let a woman like rule, never, ever, 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 ever let a woman rule your life yeah. or something like that. And I'm like, man, <laughs> <laughs> we're screwed. We're so screwed. I think that's like this movie gave me, uh, a good amount of cynicism that I would need later in life. And I, I just love the dichotomy that the film then uh, like earlier in the film, it per, you know, Borat and Asimov get lost and they end up in a very, what looks to be a very dangerous part of an inner city. And, yeah, and, yeah. and they roll up to some, to a, a to a, 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 it's a group playing dice, a group playing dice. And, they seem like the nicest people. <laughs> and he's he's acting goofy. He's like trying to like pick up, you know, American slang. how to be like them yeah. slang. And, you know, they're making fun of them, but they're also like, you know, having a good time with them. And I don't know. It's it's those moments, too. You know, it, it, you know, it, it, the the storyline with him going back to the the prostitute and, you know, bringing her back to. Like it's it's a nice touch, yeah. Especially with all the racism within this movie. <laughs> well, I, I I think the what, what the scenes that remain the funniest, like just his interactions with some of the people who are um, being filmed. They know they're being filmed, but they think they're being filmed for a Kazaki, to, you know, news yeah. show. I think some of those are the funny. So, so you get the the guy who's coaching them how to be funny, <laughs> which is so like ridiculous how bad that is. That suit is black knot. <laughs> that suit is not black. <laughs> and, and just and, and where he brings that not joke back all the way at the end of the film. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so good but the the one where he visits the i think in tennessee he he stops at a at a morning news show <laughs> <laughs> and just walks and just causes havoc and then there is the fancy dinner scene the part where he excuses himself to go to the bathroom and he comes and he comes back with a bag tied and like where 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 do I put this? <laughs> yeah, it, he sh- he shat in the bag. Yeah, and is wondering where you can throw it away. The, the 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 host. I think she's the hostess, but she's defending him. She's saying it's he's learning. He's trying so hard. He's doing so good. 
And that's the moment where she just kind of turns on him and just like, no, you need to get out like that. She she turns on him. Yeah. She when he brought a black prostitute over. Well, they didn't even know she was a prostitute. He brought a black woman over and they're like, oh, no, we got to go. We're done. Yeah. That or the just the awkward look on the um, congressman's face. Uh, Bill Barr, I think he talked to. And um, he brought him some cheese. His wife, his wife made the cheese from 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 her teat. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And just his (laughs) look as he's like been eating that cheese and just like, you know. Yeah, it goes like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, whatever. I'll eat it. Yeah. From her from her tit. Like it's human cheese. Yeah. So I, 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 you know, I, and I thought those were funny then, and I still think they're funny now just because it's reaction and it's, but, um, yeah, I, I, um, got to give a lot more credit to Sasha Baron Cohen after seeing this film and, and, um, <sighs> this, this film made me go see all his other movies, whether they were good or not. Yeah. So he had, like, uh, uh, what, two, the dictator, what? Bruno. Yeah, yeah, Bruno, which was terrible. Yeah, yeah, it was not great. Ali G. Which I, I think he's a character. I think I, I don't like his character. Yeah, Ali G's all right. Like I, I feel like if we grew up in whatever part of London Ali G's from, we'd find it more funny. Probably. Yeah, I I, I would agree. It's probably more of a I think. But he was he was the bad guy uh, before even or the same year Borat came out. He was uh, the other race car driver in uh, Talladega, Talladega, Talladega Nights. Nights. Yeah, he's Jean Girard. Yeah, he's done a lot of films that, you know, and he was supposed to be Freddie Mercury, but he had to step away because mm-hmm. the 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 film was basically written by the band that remained. And, and you know, he wanted the film to be more about Freddie Mercury um, at least that's what I had read. And, um, yeah, so yeah, he, he backed out and, you know, bright choice or not. I think he, um, I, I think the, the film was fine either way, but, um, um, I think he would have been great in that film. He was in Les Mis. Yep. He was in the, uh, the, what, what was that? The butcher. Oh, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. Like he's been in a lot of films that he shows up and it's like, oh, okay. He can sing too. Yeah. Like he's a he's a very he's talented, a, uh talented And married to uh Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So he he's got a lot of things coming up, although he uh, he, he did do a, a follow-up to this film that was done secretly during the pandemic. I, I I looked at the ratings yeah. for this. I think the ratings are too low. I thought this movie was really good. This first one, especially because it or the second came one. out during COVID. Oh, this yeah, this yeah. I I don't think it's as good as the first because nothing will ever be as good. And people know who Borat is. They, you know, yep. whatever. But and that's and that's I thought it was the problem great. now is that he can't like Borat is retired because he can't be him anymore. Well, he had to dress up as other people in the second movie. Yeah. To hide himself. And then he got essentially a proxy, quote unquote, his daughter. Yeah. Um, to uh, kind of be that Borat 
esque person. Yeah, put people in uncomfortable um, situations and yeah, but yeah, Rudy Giuliani. Rudy, yeah. uh, Rudy Giuliani. Uh, what's great though is it's a very pro feminist film. If you've ever seen it, yeah. Um, yeah. Because he's still like Borat in it is still like you know he's still Borat and he still has to like learn certain things like not treating his dog like a a, a dog sorry not treating his daughter like a dog right. for one um uh and by the end they're like this really uh cute uh daughter and father uh team and it, i don't know i thought it was a really good movie for when it came out i'm always kind of weird when movies come out sequels come out super later yeah. than whatever but i don't know i i think the world needed borat Especially, if anything, for the footage of Giuliani playing with his dick. Yeah, and and I yeah, and and like I know, like with that one. So like with his first film, um, he never broke character. Mm-mm. Um, with the second one, there were a couple of times that he broke character. Um, but mostly just the like. There's this um when he goes into a temple a Jewish temple and, and, and talks to um, some people and they're, they're so nice and they're so kind to him. And, and he, you know, he, he kind of breaks and says, yeah, this is what's going on. Just so you know. Um, but then he also rushed in when Giuliani was about to do something to his uh, uh, co-star of the film, Maria Bakalova. She was she's good in the movie. She's I, amazing. I, like she was nominated yeah. for an Oscar for her role. Yeah. Which is yeah, which is crazy. To think that, that this film was um nominated the first film was nominated for best adapted screenplay. And this film was nominated for for a couple of things. The Borat subsequent movie film. I still have to watch the he can't there's like a short that came out, I don't know, maybe a month or two after yeah. the sequel was released, but I don't know. If there's a Borat film, whether it's streaming or in a theater or whatever, I'll go see it. Like, I, I like his style of comedy. I think he's, uh, even when he's not doing Borat or, you know, uh, improv, like, he's a really good actor. He is. He he is um, a surprisingly good actor. I, I, think, I think it was, like, seeing him in Les Mis, seeing him in... Um, Sweeney Todd, seeing him take on more challenging roles, mm-hmm. then you know, like he, he had to become, you know, like he he had to be somebody who he didn't create, um, and and just yeah, he did, he did well, um, and yeah, I I will see more of his films and. You know, I, I don't know how much the director did. I mean, Larry Charles is, um, you know, he was big in it with Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm. So he's very big on improv, like directing improv things. But I think this film is obviously very different. Um, and actually, I think it was Todd Phillips was the original director, but he had to step out. <laughs> He's uh, still he was listed as a writer. Yeah. Or, think, or, no, he got a story by. Yeah, I think he part of that, but he didn't. Um, he stepped out 
Um, I think just the differences and, and how to do stuff. And I'm not sure if he is more of a, uh, you know, I, I know he's done a lot of improv stuff because he did did a lot of the other films that we've seen. But I don't not to the Larry David level of you know, yeah. Seinfeld and curb your enthusiasm. But yeah, I you know, this this is a film. Um, the the way that I learned to really love this film it made me want to see obviously the second film when that came out. And, and yeah, I saw that and I liked it. Um, I was impressed by, by how he did it. I was impressed that he hasn't been killed. <laughs> Knowing that part of the film, he had to wear a bulletproof vest and, and other things. Mm-hmm. He, he go in the second one, he goes to a pro gun anti mask rally oh. and speaks. <laughs> And it's like how he didn't get shot. Um, Because you see footage of him like holding his body against the door of the RV as the crew is trying to get out of there as quickly as possible because he caused a riot. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So this has basically just been an hour of us talking about Sasha Baron Cohen. But you know what? That's all right. It's all right. He deserves it. He deserves it. Yeah. So I mean, this this is a movie that is from when we were actually alive. I'm sure if we came out or if we were born during, you know, arsenic and old lace, maybe we talk an hour about it. Yeah. But now, you know, this this is a movie that came out when we were impressionable and still somewhat young. Now, now here's a here's a question. Now, will this movie hold up? So now we've seen films. We've seen films that are, some of them are over 100 years old. Some of them are, you know, 60, 70, 80 years old. So some of them have been around a long time. This film is from 2006. So it, it hasn't been around. Almost 20. Long. Yeah. Well, you know, almost 20 years. Will this film hold up to this level in 40 years? Yeah. I feel. I feel political comedies like this also because like Borat was huge and even (laughs) you still hear freaking Borat quotes today, 50 years from now you might not, but I do think it would still be on a list just from a perspective of if you know America's history and what we were going through, you know, post 9-11, you know, this is a good time capsule movie of what we were all going through and what some people were acting like. I, so I I'll 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 stake my reputation on. Yeah, it would be on this list. It may not be as low. Yeah, but I think it would still be on a top 100. I just wonder how much footage of this is going to be pulled for like, uh, you know, in 100 years from now. It's like, well, what were. What were people like back in the 2000s? Oh, like if they like hacked and like th- there was like five movies that represented yeah. the world and this was one of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the rest are like Ken Burn documentaries. So it's going to be really depressing. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So I think it's clear we both really like this film. Um. I had, you know, kind of mixed feelings and seeing it because it's again, I, I one thing I like about this list is we're seeing films that we've never seen and that we wanted to see. Um, but I'm glad I saw it again. Um, I, I always think it's good to see it 
uh, with fresh eyes and and um, I I found it just as funny as I did. It's it's a quick watch. Yeah. It's funny. And yeah, because it's so funny, it's an even quicker watch. It goes by fast. Yep. It's a very tight um, film. I think I think when we talked about it, you're like, it's like a tight 90 minutes, and it really is. Yeah, it really is a tight 90. Uh I, I can't I can't recommend this movie enough. Yeah. Uh if you're a racist old white man, I probably won't recommend it to you. If you're I mean, one maybe of those I will. Th- maybe you would learn something. If you're one of those three guys in the RV with them, you might not want to watch it, especially with people who uh are just meeting you for the first time. Just saying. Uh you know, I'll say one more funny thing I liked about it. The different ways his name was said, like besides his like full name, like nobody could pronounce his last name, but uh, Bomb Hut or uh, like barely anybody got Borat. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. This this movie has so many good layers. It's 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 like a. It's just like a good layered cake with sweet buttercream between each tasty sponge layer. Sorry, I've also been watching The Great British Bake Off. Ah, I, I, I get uh, you now. I understand. So now I'm mixing <laughs> movies and TV shows metaphors. Um, and metaphors. So. I, I, I do have to say, like, I, I find this as, as basically being a it's a, basically an improv film mm-hmm. and just getting the 100 percent buy in. Of these character, of this character, at least, um, like the depth and the types of things that he brings out in this story, of you know, culturally and where people are at, and 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 just getting people to talk about some of the terrible things that they talk about. <laughs> Like, again, give credit a lot to Sasha Baron Cohen, but it's like this film does more. This is this is, you know, a satire. It's a little bit of a documentary. It's a little bit. You know, there's a lot going on here. Like you said, there's a lot of layers. And I'm I'm still shocked that um, that that this much depth has come out of this film. Well, this this type of either call it reporting or, you know, deep dive into America daily show does this has been doing this for years. Mm-hmm. Like what, what Sasha Barracone did isn't, wasn't new at the time. He just did it so well. He did it so well. Um, somebody I would compare him to that's currently out there doing this all the time. Uh, Jordan Klepper from the daily show. Well, he's going to all those Trump rallies He is, but he's not going. I mean, yeah, there's a little bit of a character there, but not as much as Borat. Like, like he is going out there, but he is. He is. Yeah, he's not like a full like right wing QAnon character. Like he tried doing that. He tried doing the Colbert, which I like that show, but it it didn't pan out. But um, yeah, I see what you're saying. But like as far as like getting those because he still gets people to say stupid shit he does and he he goes and he asks the right questions to get them to to say to say things but like you know i mean and yeah borat does go to some rallies as well and he does set up situations but at the same time like man just his 
his um, commitment to the role is just unbearably. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how to um, describe it. Like it's so well, amazingly, um, you know how how committed he is to yeah to being this person and just well, yeah sh- not giving up. Never give up. Trust your instincts. Yep. Should we, uh, should we wrap this up then? Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to get there and I think we both talked about some good things there. So, so yeah. So we both liked it. We both recommend it. We'll find it so funny. So good job, BBC. You did it again. (laughs) Did it again. (laughs) Our next film, we're going back to 1967. Um, This is a big film for us though, Chad. It's our first (gasps) Mel Brooks film. Oh, and it's a Mel Brooks film I haven't watched, so yeah. I'm excited. It's our first Mel Brooks film. It's The Producers from 1967. Um, it's an hour and a half long film. So I'm um, excited to see this. I have not seen this version at all. Um, Gene, Hack- Gene Wilder. Gene Hackman. Gene, <laughs> Gene Wilder <laughs> is uh, uh, one of, and he is one of my favorite actors to be in a Mel Brooks film. <laughs> Just a great actor in general. So I, I am, but, I am excited. Um, um, and we'll get to see who else we see, and like, oh, that's the guy from that, or that's the girl that yeah, was in this. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. that connection is made. So, I'm excited for this film. Um, yeah, sounds like neither one of us, neither one of us have seen it, but we both, I know, love Mel Brooks. Oh yeah. So, I'm excited. We might have a guest with us on this one. I'm trying to work that out. So um, we'll see if it works with Mr. Brooks's schedule. So and, and shout out to uh, Six Five Media. Yeah. Big thanks again. This is our third show with Six Five Media. So um, um, you may be hearing us on Stitcher right now. Uh, if you well, if you like what you hear uh, from this film um, review, we have you know, 60 some other films that are in our back library. Um, we, we were doing this in a dumpster uh, with some raccoons for about 60 episodes we were, until we came to six, five. Yeah, we were with so, a, but if you want to listen to those dumpster episodes, yeah, the, and not that they're dumpstered, that they're bad. It's just, that's where the raccoons lived and had audio equipment where we could use to record mm-hmm. our episodes. It's amazingly so, how soundproof those dumpsters. They, they, they made them. They had all those egg cartons all over the place. Such great acoustics yeah. in those dumpsters. Yeah. So, so we have that, but but there are a ton of other great shows to listen to that are part of the Six Five Media, which may have brought you to us. Which we thank those shows. Thank you for listening to them, and thank you for listening mm-hmm. to us. All right, Chad. Anything you want to say on the way out? God loves a working man. Don't trust Whitey. See a doctor. And get and get rid, rid of, of it. it. Thank you, everybody. Thank you again for listening to the Film Illogical Society. If you'd like to listen to similar podcasts, please check out 6.5 Media on Stitcher, iTunes, and Facebook. Or check out Redacted Media on Facebook or YouTube.